0: Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska. This is today's Bible class. Today's Bible class is for our podcast listeners designed to get us into God's Word for a few minutes, about 13 minutes every day. Getting us into God's Word, even for that short period of time, helps us to stay strong in our faith and even grow in our faith because, as we keep emphasizing, faith comes by hearing the Word of God. Romans 10 and verse 17 But being in God's Word, even for a short time every day, helps us also to stay in touch with our Creator, our Heavenly Father. It helps us also to stay focused on our souls and also to have a better mindset, a more spiritual frame of mind to be able to deal with what life throws at us each day. You know people in your life, probably some within your own family, who need to turn their thinking, their focus in life around. Help them by sharing these short studies with them every day. You can do that through Facebook friends, text messages, maybe other technological means as well. But make up your mind and start sharing every day with your family members, your friends, your work associates, your neighbors, with literally everybody you can. You may help somebody turn their life around and ultimately get to heaven by getting them into God's word each day through these short studies. What a great blessing for them to be able to look forward to eternal life in heaven but that will also be a great blessing for you. So make that commitment and start sharing today. Now, we're going to get back into our line of thought and study, talking about faith. Specifically, we're asking the question, how much faith is too little faith? Or how little faith is too little faith? (laughs) But really what we need to think about is that first way of framing that question, how much faith is still too little. Jesus four times made that statement, oh you of little faith. Four different occasions. Three of those times were to individual or to a group of his own apostles. One time it was to a whole multitude of people gathered during what we call the Sermon on the Mount as he was teaching a massive audience, and he talked to them also and said, oh, you of little faith. Now, that particular phrase is a statement of rebuke, but also of instruction and correction. Probably every one of us, at some time or another, or maybe maybe even on a somewhat repeated basis, hopefully not too closely connected together time-wise, but probably just about every one of us needs to hear that particular statement of rebuke and correction and instruction. Oh, you of little faith. Because the devil's always working on us, trying to draw us away from God and into sin, into unfaithfulness. Now, a lot of people doubt that they can live the faithful Christian life after having become Christians. So they never become a Christian. They're never, they never surrender to their Lord and Savior, repenting of their sins, confessing him openly, and being baptized so that the blood that he shed on the cross could cleanse them of the guilt of their sins. They just don't think they can live the faithful life. Well, Jesus said, be faithful until death, and I will give you the crown of life. Now, Would God expect you to do something that is impossible for you to do? Of course not. God is loving God. God is also a God of strength and power. And he will be there with you and for you if you will walk with him in faithfulness. Where you find yourself weak, his strength will be there for you. Jesus said, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. The necessities of life is what Jesus was talking about in that particular text. Jesus said, come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, learn from me, and you shall find rest for your souls, he says. That's spiritual rest he's talking about. When Jesus told the apostles to go into all the world and preach the gospel to everybody, everywhere, he said, lo, I am with you always, Matthew 28 and verse 20. And I'm blending Mark's recording of the Great Commission in Mark 16 with Matthew's recording of it in Matthew 28. Yes, Jesus encourages us that we can live the faithful life with his help and with God's help. The scriptures also encourage us that we can live the faithful life before God and before our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The Apostle Paul said, I can do all things on his own, no, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Well, what about that old devil? He's out there, he's active, he's trying to get us. Peter describes him as a roaring lion, walking about, seeking whom he may devour, 1 Peter chapter 5. Well. The Apostle Paul wrote in 1 Corinthians 10 and verse 13 that no temptation has overtaken you except such as is common to man, but God is faithful. God is faithful. To whom? To you. If you're walking with him faithfully, God will always be faithful to you. He will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you're able, but with the temptation will make a way of escape that you may be able to bear it. Oh, yes, God will be with you as long as you walk with God. James said in James 4, verses 7 and 8, Submit to God. Resist the devil. He will flee from you. Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. You have to make up your mind. Jesus encourages us, encourages you. Yes, you can live that faithful Christian life on a consistent basis. The scriptures encourage us, encourage you. Yes, God will help you. He will be there for you. His strength will be there in your moments of weakness to help you live that faithful Christian life on a consistent basis. We looked at the first time Jesus used that particular statement, O you of little faith. And that was in connection with worry with worry. Jesus was teaching on the, in the Sermon on the Mount about the necessities of life. How many times do we wring our hands, at least mentally or emotionally, if not physically, <laughs> go through the very act and wonder, How are we going to be able to pay the bills? How are we going to be able to buy that, to afford groceries? How are we going to be able to pay for the medicine the doctor prescribes for us? How are we going to be able to to clothe the kids? They're outgrowing their clothes on a constant basis. Jesus said to seek God first and his righteousness. And all these things shall be added unto you. Matthew chapter 6 and verse 30 it goes on and says do not worry do not worry how's he put it exactly therefore do not worry about tomorrow for tomorrow will worry about its own thing sufficient for the day is its own trouble so if we seek God first if we put him first in our lives if we are determined to live that faithful Christian life in his kingdom then, God will take care of us in our moments of need. Now again, we may not have the fanciest clothes, we may not have the biggest house, we may not have the most expensive vehicle, we may not have a vehicle at all, but God will make the way for us, and ultimately will embrace us into a heavenly home with him. The second time Jesus made that statement was in Matthew chapter eight and verse 26. And on this particular occasion, He, with the apostles, were in a boat on the sea. Beginning with verse 23, when he got into a boat, his disciples followed him. And suddenly a great tempest arose on the sea so that the boat was covered with the waves. But he, that is Jesus, was asleep. Huh. Apparently a storm rose. And Jesus had gone and taken a nap somewhere in the boat probably in the lower recesses. The waves were overlapping the boat. Now, a number of these apostles were professional fishermen. They dealt with storms. They dealt with tempestuous seas on a regular basis. But apparently, this was exceptional. And so the waves were lapping into the boat, and they were having a hard time keeping the water bailed out and thereby keeping the boat from sinking. And after they had worked at it for some period of time, In verse 25, his disciples came to him, that is to Jesus, and awoke him, saying, Lord, save us, we are perishing. But he said to them, Why are you fearful, O you of little faith? Then he arose and rebuked the winds and the sea, and there was a great calm. So the men marveled, saying, Who can this be, that even the winds and the sea obey him? Now, was this a lesson simply on Jesus having power over the elements of our atmosphere, including the waves of the sea and the winds in the air? Well, certainly, that was illustrative of his power. But that was not the primary focus, I don't believe. You see, we go through storms in life all the time. They come in all kinds of different forms They hit us in all kinds of different directions. Jesus has the power to see us through those storms. Do you think he would expect us again to do something that is impossible for us to do? Well, of course not. He rebuked those waves. He rebuked those winds. He calmed that storm. He calmed that sea. And he can take care of you in the face of the storms that sweep across your life whatever they might be sickness injury death of loved ones loss of job whatever the case might be he can calm those storms and see you through let's pray father in heaven we thank you for loving us we thank you for promising to be with us and encouraging us that we can live the faithful life with your help and your strength and your guidance, that we need not fear that we can't do it, because you will be there with us and for us and see us through and give us ultimate victory. Let us not worry so much that it keeps us from being faithful. And let us not fear and let that be a hindrance to our faithfulness help us to embrace your promise that you will always be there with us and for us as long as we're walking with you in faithfulness obedience dedication on a consistent basis help people see this promise people who need to come to you we pray Please forgive us, gracious Father. We pray in Jesus' name, amen.